The day is over, but the night has just begun. This is WTMJ Nights, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue. Here's your host, Brian Noonan. Good evening. Welcome. Thursday night on WTMJ. Glad you're with us. Big show planned. It's always more fun when you're involved. 855-616-1620. That's the old National Bank Talk and Text Line. You can call in, and when you do, you'll be talking to Sam. She is back, executive producing the big broadcast tonight. Be nice to her. You get to me. And if you want to text, that's cool, too. But why not start with a response to our text question of the night, which is, you know, Sunday is Father's Day. What's the best advice your dad or father figure in your life ever gave you? The best advice that your dad or the person in your life who filled that role ever gave you? 855-616-1620. Um, Sam, you're back. You've been, uh, we haven't talked in a week or so. How are, how are you getting along there at the, uh, at the stay? I know you've been training in different spots. Everything going well? Yeah, so far so good. You know, they keep letting me come back for some reason. So, you know, I'm enjoying myself. That's always good. I always say as long as my key card opens the door, I'm okay. Amen. Once, once you come in, you have to knock and go, hey, uh, my key doesn't <laughs> work anymore. They go, yeah, uh, we'd like to see you upstairs. That's when that's when there's trouble. So as long as you keep as long as you keep getting in and they keep um, you know using you in different capacities, that is very good. Do you have uh, do you have plans with your dad this weekend? Yeah, we're gonna go get some brunch and play some mini golf. I believe though that's what he wants to do with my brother and I. So. That oh, and my nice. mom, too. I, she's Yes, I don't want it to sound like she's you're not gonna, there. You're going to let mom come along on this? Yeah, yeah, this time. <laughs> That's very I never, I, you know, I never make a big deal about five. I don't... I don't care. My daughter, always, my daughter and wife always want to do something. And so I'm like, okay, just... Do whatever you want. I'm I'm good. Let me know what let me know what I have to do. No, they gotta and, spoil you a little. Come on. Uh, they they usually you know they usually do something. They all well no not they usually they always do something. But it's not like I don't I don't go well. I'd like to do this and this and this. They they come up with something. and They always surprise me. So I'm sure there'll be something you know. And now that it's funny like when my daughter was young and I'm sure it was the same with you and I know it was the same with me. When you're a little kid, you make things for your dad. And dads know dads know that in reality, Mother's Day is number one and Father's Day is number two. And that's okay because most dads really don't care. As long as I always asked for my entire life, I've asked for a piece of quiet. Because my daughter used to mispronounce peace and quiet as a piece of quiet. So I always said, if, if they ask me what I want, I, I, I want a piece of quiet. Never have gotten a piece of quiet. But like in my office, I have some things hanging up that she's made me from when she was a little kid. And that stuff means a lot. But, you know, going out, I'd rather, to be honest, I would rather just cook my own meal for all of us than go out somewhere. That's just, you know, that's just me because I don't like to leave the house. But um, no, they I know they have something coming up. My, my wife got mad yesterday because I brought the mail in before she got home and there was a box that I knew I knew was for Father's Day cuz it's a grill some sort of grill cleaning tool and I'm I said to her when she got up I go hey what's in that box none, none of your business I said well are you going to clean the grill or are you going to start cleaning the <laughs> grill for me shut up I'm like all right it's a rule you all can't right. get the mail between your birthday or holidays like that you should know better Brian well, they're you know the dogs are barking. They dropped the box on the on the porch. What am I going to do? I got to go out and grab the mail. And uh, I didn't think. I, I, see, here's what I do around her birthday and Christmas. I have everything shipped to my daughter's place. Then I pick it up there. That's smart. Or to my mom's place, and then I just nothing comes to the house. Maybe I'm more devious than my wife, or maybe she thinks I'm so lazy I'm not going to go get the mail. Either way, things uh, things things are going to be things will be great. I'm looking forward to it. You know, I, I um, for those of for those of us who don't have our dads around anymore, it's a little strange. Um, for people who never knew, you know, ne- never had a relationship with their dad. Hopefully, there was somebody in your life that filled that role, and you can celebrate with them a little bit on uh, Sunday. I know these Mother's Day and Father's Day are great. 
for a lot of people and they're difficult for other people. So hopefully you can make Sunday whatever you need it to be. I'm sure I'll uh I'm going to I'm going to have a good time either way cuz I know my daughter will be over here and my you know uh she'll bring her dog and we'll just have a lot of dogs in the house and you know it'll be great. It will be great. All right, if you are a fan of food trucks, some changes are coming to Milwaukee. Some people are happy with them, some are not. Uh we'll talk a little bit about that as things get rolling here on WTMJ Nights. You're listening to WTMJ Nights. Brian Newton, WTMJ Nights, 855-616-1620 is the Old National Bank talking text line, Old National Bank. Get old. Uh, Jeff jumps in to answer our text question of the night with Father's Day on Sunday. The best advice your dad or the person who filled that role for you ever gave you. Uh, Jeff says the best advice my dad gave me uh, was that he convinced me to quit smoking and he gave me several tips for working out and fitness that have been very helpful. Oh, that's very good. Yeah, my dad smoked, so <laughs> he was not um, he was not a guy to give that uh, to give that tip. Yeah, but mostly what I think about my dad and the advice he gave me, it was basically to work hard and to be honest. And that was, you know, pretty basic stuff. You know, there were no um, you know, like words that were etched in stone that I would carry with me forever other than more of an attitude. You know, I watched him work. Uh, I watched him work hard to provide for my brothers and my mom and, and myself. And, um, you know, I watched him be there to support us, not not just financially, but, you know, to come to games, to do, to, to be there when we needed him. And so that was, uh, that's that's kind of what I take rather than, he told me one time always to cut against the grain, not with the grain, which is, it's good advice. I don't know what my daughter would say my best advice to her, to her was. Uh, that would be interesting to find out. Maybe maybe when I see her on Sunday, I'll go, hey, what, what, what kind of advice did I give you that you carry with you? She'll probably just go, just not to do anything that you've done. Oh, well, fair enough. That's good advice, too. Sam, did your dad give you any advice, especially before you decide to come into this crazy business? I'm, you know, I, he's very supportive, but, you know, the main thing comes to mind is he didn't give up on me when I was crying over math facts, you know, uh, just at the kitchen table that I can do math, Brian, kind of. I can't, Sam. <laughs> That's so. not the spirit. No, I listen. I right. I can I can do math, but I I understand when they don't. You know, that's to have parents who are supportive. You know, uh, of not only you when you're having a hard time doing something. I remember you know that being the case with my daughter during during certain things, and she's you know she ended up getting very good grades and doing very well in school. But there's time. See that that's the big difference between you and me and her. I never got that stressed out about school. <laughs> might explain a lot. There was never a time where I was looking at my math homework and started to cry because I didn't get it. I just went, ah, well, I'll do the best I can and, you know, or I just will turn it in, you know, half full or half done either way. But uh, I don't know. I Big news if you're a fan of food trucks. And I don't know if you go to I, – I enjoy food trucks. I think it's a great entrepreneurial move. I think it's really good for talented chefs who – you know, starting a restaurant is a nightmare. They say most restaurants fail in the first year. So a food truck, much less of a capital outlay. You can, if you build up a clientele, you know, it may turn into something else. It might just turn into one or two food trucks. So if you're if you're downtown at all, you probably see a lot of food trucks during the day, especially in the downtown area. Then there's also a lot um, that are around Burnham Park on the south side. But the mayor signed something into effect yesterday that are said that uh, some new laws regarding food trucks that are coming in downtown. I here's my only beef with food trucks, and uh, pun not intended. Um, and, and it's all me. It's not the food trucks. For some reason, I always think food trucks should be cheaper than a restaurant, but that's dumb. The food costs the same no matter where you are, and there's overhead and everything. But I I do enjoy them. So. Now, if you want to look for your favorite food truck downtown, downtown has been turned into a type one time limited zone for these trucks, which means that they have to move every six hours, which is a pretty good time 
to be able to sit. But they also uh, can't operate between the hours of 1 and 6 a.m. And for a lot of people, they need to go, oh, all right, well, what good is going to happen after 1 a.m.? That's, uh, you know, that's not good. One food truck driver who was at the signing yesterday, which um, happened at Red Arrow Park, was, said, listen, you know, I get it that the communities are worried about safety and that that's part of what this whole thing is uh, because neighbors have said, you know, we want to, we've got concerns about uh, all kinds of stuff, especially downtown and in the Burnham Park uh, area. But he said a lot of times on the weekends, he'll make as much money between midnight and 2 a.m. as he did between 5 and 12, which makes sense. Because if you're parked somewhere near any any bar, any late night establishment, and you're selling food, and closing time is at two, that's a perfect time to make some money. So as I'm looking at this, you know the downtown, the downtown thing's pretty cut and dry. You can be in this zone. Uh, if you park somewhere, you've got to you've got to move every six hours. Now it doesn't say how far you have to move. So that's probably something they're going to look into. But um, at the Burnham, Burnham Park area, they're going to do it a little different because there is, uh, they've put that as a type two zone, which means only a certain number of food trucks can be there at any one time. So they're going to start doing it via lottery based on seniority. Uh, applications for those spots open on Saturday. And uh, they closed on the 1st of July. Some of the vendors from down there are saying, well, you know, the language is kind of vague. We're not really sure what's going on. We don't know uh, who's going to, uh, you know, if people are going to get their spots or if people are going to be able to get their spots. So, I don't know, when you, when you hear about these things, do you think, hey, this is good that the city is stepping in to regulate this kind of stuff? Or do you think, like I do in a lot of ways, is this the biggest problem we have? Whether a food truck is there from one to two in the morning outside the bars downtown, or if, you know, an extra food. Now, granted, if you live next to a park and there's a ton of trucks parked there all day, I can understand having some concerns. But in a downtown commercial area, I, I don't know. I, I think we... I think we, and by that I mean the uh, City Hall, is sometimes focuses on little things to make a big splash to distract us from some other things. Uh, I got a text from Jeff. Last summer I ate six tacos from a food truck at the Night Ranger concert, and I wasn't even stoned. That sentence sounds, Jeff, like you may have been. First of all, you went to see Night Ranger. You were motoring, and then you ate six tacos. Tacos were so good and fairly priced that my gluttonous urges just got the best of me. Yeah, I've had good luck uh, at food trucks. Sam, you're in the generation that's very uh, into the food trucks. Do you have a favorite? I don't have a favorite. I mean, I, I do have a favorite. I live in downtown Waukesha, and there's this really great one that doesn't really have a name, which I know sounds even sketchier, but it's just right outside of uh, basically my apartment. Uh, and I love <laughs> do, walking do over there, there late at night. Purpose, you think? Well, there's a lot of bars down there, but I do okay. appreciate a good hot dog hookup late at night. Oh, man, that's not bad. Yeah, you know, I guess I'd like the place to have a name so I could track them if something went wrong. <laughs> And not just, I don't know, it was a big silver truck and the guy had hot dogs and I bought one. And it's, you know, maybe I shouldn't go back there now that, now that I hear that out loud. But no, I think, <laughs> I think you do until something goes wrong. Right. You know, as long as things have been good, there's nothing wrong. I've eaten over the course of my life in many sketchy establishments. And most of the time, almost exclusively, they've turned out to be fine. You know, but. It's not. It's not for the faint of heart. Sometimes you got to gamble, and I like. The, I like your adventurous spirit. I you appreciate know, the convenience it. is there. You know what? Why? Why get in the car? Go somewhere else? Why walk? There's a hot dog truck right out in front of your house. Yeah. It doesn't matter who's running it. No. And ask ask questions later. That's my motto. <laughs> That's right. If it tastes good and it smells okay, and the next morning nothing happens, go back the next night. There we go. I'm down with that. I went to one 
last summer, it was a lobster roll truck. Ooh. And I got to tell you, it was phenomenal. Wow. It was called the, the Angry Lobster. And it was it was at a beer fest. So I know it's it probably doesn't, on the surface, you think that your unmarked truck sounds sketchy. <laughs> Imagine an outdoor beer festival when it's 90 degrees and getting lobster from a truck. <laughs> on the surface, that doesn't sound good at all. It sounds like a recipe for disaster. But in fact, it was an unbelievably good sandwich. Uh, I felt great afterward. I felt, uh, you know, I actually have been looking to see where they're going to be, if they're going to be at any beer fest this summer, so I could hit them up and, uh, you know, get me another. It it all seemed, you know, it all, everything seemed fine. There was no odd smell coming off it. The mayo hadn't turned, gone over, so I was happy. All right, we got to do this. Then we'll come back. We'll start moving around toward news time. It's WTMJ Nights. Now, more of WTMJ Nights. WTMJ Sandy Max and the American Red Cross for our WTMJ Cares event, the Milwaukee County Zoo Blood Drive. Donate blood during this three-day drive Monday, June 26th through Wednesday the 28th to help boost the supply of necessary blood during this shortage. Plus, if you register for the event, you'll receive free zoo admission and tickets to Summerfest. The Summerfest tickets are available while supplies last. For more information and to sign up, text BLOOD to 855-616-1620. That's WTMJ Cares with our very own Sandy Max with the help of Gruber Law Offices. There you go. The blood drive coming up. Make sure you are signing up for that. Very important. On the other side of the news, this is, I know the kids are on summer vacation uh, from school, and maybe you don't want to think about it too much, but uh, something's coming through the legislature that is going to affect Wisconsin children and how they learn to read. And this is something that's uh, close to my heart. And I want to know if you are the parent of an elementary school child, how you feel about where they're at with their reading and how you feel about kids being held back. We'll get into all of that and so much more, but first, it's time for us to go to the WTMJ 24-hour breaking news center, and I'm going to cross my fingers that tonight when I say Wyatt Barmore-Pooley is standing by, he is indeed standing by. I am here, Brian. Uh, sorry about that. Yesterday it was a little no, bit of a mix-up. I'm just teasing you. I think teasing that might be the first time I've ever done that in my time working here. <laughs> but uh, we we're here today. Let's, You're here let's, now, and that's all that matters. Let's have Thank a better uh, WTMJ nights. This back to WTMJ nights. I am disappointed, Wyatt. He asked. Uh, told us about Cheap Trick. I saw that just before the show started. It was actually one of the nights I was looking at coming into Summerfest. I was like, oh, I love Cheap Trick. And they are, uh, who knows what the cause are. I know Rick Nielsen has been ill in the past. I hope that's uh, not the case this time. But uh, if you were planning on seeing Cheap Trick, don't worry. There's tons of other music that night. And uh, I don't know if we'll be doing, I know some of the show's usually are from Summerfest. I've done stuff from the Talkquarium at Summerfest before. We'll see if we uh, if that happens again. That would be always be fun. Uh, all right. If you have kids in grade school, you may know, and we've talked about this before, overall in Wisconsin, reading levels have dropped for children. The test scores are down. Uh, it's not it's not unusual. It's Wisconsin is not the only state where this is happening, but it has become a point of concern. So the legislature has been trying to pass a bill that would bring phonics-based reading back to the schools. Now, if you haven't been in school in a while and you're like, well, what is phonics-based reading? Basically, it's we all learn to read by sounding words out. Now, I'm much older than Sam. I'm not sure if, Sam, when you were in school, you know, reading curriculums change all the time. And back in the day, it was all phonics-based. We would all, you know, what is what what is this letter? That letter is T. T sounds like T. Now, things have shifted. And it's my school where I'm at. It's the same way. We shifted away from phonics-based, and we got into using 
context clues where you'd look at the picture and maybe you'd get one or two letters in the word and you know it wasn't always that necessary and we found the scores dropping and i know teachers hate when you talk about test scores and teaching to the test but in read in the case of reading you're not really teaching to the test you're teaching the kids how to read the test is just kind of letting you know whether they can read or not because let's be honest sam was joking about doing math before you need math but if you can't read you really can't do the math either you know a little something called word problems uh, so you, you need to know how to read and it's it's very difficult for a lot of kids and so the legislature has been going back and forth over this and they've they've come they thought they had a a deal that we were going to in the Wisconsin public schools and the we were going to go to what they're calling now the science of phonics it's a new curriculum or a new curriculum based on the old curriculum where you are going to teach kids sounds and you are going to teach them blends and diaf diagram diagraphs not diagrams blends diagraphs things like that um so the governor said today that he's not going to sign a bill that the state assembly plans to take up next week intended to change how wisconsin kids are learning now you you know this the governor was the former public school teacher he was the leader of the department of public instruction um he supports changes proposed by the dpi but there was something that he doesn't um what they do what he does support and what the dpi is also pushing um that they're going to give officials school officials more autonomy to make instructional decisions which is good uh the bill's requirements to pri private school vouchers allowing school officials to decide whether they will adopt policies to force students to repeat third grade reading lessons if they receive low test scores this is where the governor kind of um kind of parts ways because there's an issue over the repeating third grade rather than just repeating the third grade lessons now i don't i don't know if schools still hold kids back i know in our district we don't hold kids back sometimes i wish we i wish we did and you know obviously if you're a kid you don't want to be held back in first or second grade or third grade but you know there's some kids who just aren't getting it so this is this is the stumbling block are they going to hold kids back or are they going to make third graders when they get to fourth grade repeat third grade reading lessons but now they're still behind so i'm i haven't been able to figure out where the benefit is to that or and part of the problem with the bill is they haven't really spelled out how they're going to do this and what's required for students to then be done with their third grade lessons and actually start their fourth grade lessons so the office of the state superintendent is telling everybody hey can we just chill out just a little bit just you know till we can figure all this out because there's there's some gray area that we have to get to are you in favor of holding kids back is is pushing them forward when they're not meeting the standards going to be productive to them in the long run when you look at all everything that's associated with that you know staying back with younger kids being now being a different age uh the stigma of being held back it's there's a lot that goes with it and at some point if so many kids are not meeting the standards you're going to have a logjam where well, you got to keep moving kids along that's why i think this i i think moving to this new curriculum would be the best thing now the governor told the journal sentinel earlier in the week that he would not support a previous version of the bill that would have held back third graders um 
so he wants the he does want the third grade the fourth graders then doing the third thing the new version of the bill no longer requires school officials to force students to repeat third grade requires each uh such students to take their reading courses again uh that's that's where it all gets kind of uh kind of confusing but we'll see uh, i don't know D sam do you remember how you learned to read was it was it mostly was it phonics or was it this um other stuff where you use other clues to help you learn to read i think that um it was more like the the sounding it out um but i feel like learning spanish was more context clues so that's kind of weird that i it would be different you know what i mean uh, well when when did you take spanish high school yeah high school i wonder if it's the context clues because they say at a, at a really young age learning language is easy but i wonder if as we get older we need the context clues more mm. to help us because language just becomes a little harder to mm -hmm. learn the older we get. Yeah, that might, yeah, that's phon a good point. I don't, I don't know how you could learn to read without doing phonics. I, I just, it, because even now, like in the last two months of the year, I, I'm in first grade, they brought us in and changed it out and gave us this new science of phonics. Now, we had been arguing that we should have been doing phonics <laughs> all along. And they're like, well, we've seen that the we did phonics, and then we went to another curriculum, and that hasn't worked. So now we're going back to phonics. So we want you guys to do this brand-new curriculum for the last eight weeks of school. We're like, oh, okay. Welcome to being a teacher. Uh, from the 262, if the percentage of below-grade reading in the third grade is the same as below-grade reading in the eighth grade, Obviously, they're not picking it up, so hold them back. Yeah, some. Well, I also think there's going to be some kids who have difficulty anyway. There, there's always going to be kids who, for whatever reason, whether it's developmental, whether it's uh, whatever, they're going to have trouble reading, and those kids need intervention of a different kind. Kind, but you have to look if the scores statewide are going down. What's the commonality? The commonality is the curriculum. And everybody, and this is not just in education, this is in a lot of fields, you're always looking for the next big thing, the new, the new shiny, bright thing that's going to move your program along. And educators fall victim to that with curriculums. You know, kids are doing okay in math, but hey, we got this new math curriculum. And it's really cool, and there's a lot of bells and whistles and blah, 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 and it's okay. Um, and things don't really change. And while I know we can't teach a lot of things the way we taught them years ago, the basics are the basics for a reason. You know, uh, it's, it's hard. I don't know if you remember learning to read. It's tough because there's letters that make two and three sounds. Uh, there's, there's things that shouldn't, you know, um, when they're in a certain word, letters make a sound that they, there's no reason that they're making because you teach the kids, okay, an O is uh, O or ah, but then in other words, it's something, It's so it's hard, it's hard and we need to, that's why you need to focus on getting these kids sounding words out, learning their letters, learning their letter sounds and putting things together and being able to take a, take a word apart and say, all right, the beginning, the CH is this sound, and then you've got the middle, you've got a vowel or a couple vowels, you've got some blends in there. That, I think, is the best way. So I'm hoping that between the legislatures, the D legislators, the DPI, and the governor, they can take a pause, they can get this figured out, and we got to try to do better, or we're going to have a lot of kids who are struggling to read, and that does not bode well for the future. All right, speaking of boating well for the future, uh, we're not taking enough vacation. <laughs> and I know you're like, well, you just told us we needed to learn to read. Now we got to go on vacation? We don't have to go on vacation. But a lot of us aren't taking the vacation we're due. We'll talk about that. And if you want to weigh in on the uh, the phonics and the reading, 855-616-1620, that's how you do it on WTMJ Nights. This is WTMJ Nights. We were talking about 
the state trying to change the curriculum to teach kids to read, going back to the science of phonics. Jeff says, I still remember my first reading book in school, A Duck is a Duck, but I think my parents did me a huge service by buying books for my sister and I, such as comic books, Richard Scary books, and Sweet Pickles books that really made us want to learn to read. Yeah, I don't, uh, when, I, when I was talking about this and the importance of teaching to read, I by no means think the entire burden should fall on the schools. Uh, if you're not giving your kids books at home, you're doing them a huge disservice. I know just my wife loves to brag. This is a weird flex. But when you get to, you know, uh, Sam, you'll realize this. You get older, you hold on to any flex you have. She likes to still say uh, to this day she know, knew how to read when she was three. I still question her on it, but I have no way to, to prove or disprove her theory. But she said she could read when she was three. Um, my mom was a kindergarten teacher. My dad was a, a, a administrator. My mother-in-law was a teacher. Um, so when my daughter was born and when she was little, she was constantly reading, having books read to her, having books shown to her. Because my mom used to say she was a kindergarten teacher in Chicago at a pretty low-income school. And she would tell us stories of coming, you know, kids coming to school the first day of kindergarten, not even knowing how to open, like which way a book opens. So it was that kind of, we just had that environment of, hey, there's, there's books around and we read her stories. And now I understand too, this was before, you know, all sorts of devices and things. She did, you know, she watched Sesame Street and uh, Big Comfy Couch and all those kind of shows, everyone, you know, too. But there was, so you have to, you know, you have to work in tandem with the school. If your kid can't read and you're not doing anything to help, blaming the school or saying they have the wrong curriculum. Well, they may have a curriculum that's not, you know, geared specifically to your child. But if you're not doing anything to help that child, then, you know, it's got to fall on, it's got to fall on you too. Um, so I don't, I didn't want to make it seem like I was just saying, well, if it was, if a kid can't read, it's because they've got the wrong curriculum. Well, you know, that could be, but you got to help out a little bit. So, and I, I mean, I grew up reading nonstop. I don't, I don't as much as I'd like to now, cause to be honest, every time I start a book and this could be the, uh, the most old man thing I've said on this program. And God knows I've said a lot of old man things. Every time I pick up a book and start to read, I fall asleep. Every time. it does, and, and these are books I picked. It's not like I'm, you know, I, I haven't been assigned this reading material by anybody. I've chosen these books and said, oh, this, this is a very interesting topic. Or I like this story. I'm going to read this book. <laughs> Snooze. And then, I, I, you know, I'm out for I don't know how long. And I wake up and I try to read it again. And, you know, a short book will take me forever just because i need i guess i need a lot of naps the last book i had to read a, a book for school it was a school-wide thing did you ever read um i think it's the miraculous or the something adventures of edward tulane did you ever read that one sam yeah i definitely remember that one it was about a porcelain rabbit yeah yeah he, that was great oh my gosh i haven't thought about that in forever I had never heard of it. Now, it's The Miraculous Journey of Edward Tulane. So the program was the whole school is going to read this whole book. Um, and like the teachers all recorded a chapter two. So if, because we had a lot, we have a lot of uh, non-English speaking parents at our school. So it was like, well, at least then you can listen to the book with your kids if you if you can't read it. And there was, you know, there were every day there was like a, a question and you could win prizes. And so they made it a whole big thing. It was great. And everybody said, oh, you got to, you know, you should read this book. And the t some of the teachers were like, oh, I cried the whole way and blah, blah, blah. And so I signed up to read a couple chapters and I thought, well, if I'm going to read the chapters, I might as well read the book. And now it's a, it's a, a young person's book. So it's not, you know, I wasn't taking on war and peace or the odyssey. Um, uh, so, but yeah, it was, that was a la I read that a couple months ago. I just, but that one, I didn't fall asleep. I don't know why, maybe cause I, it was short and I knew I'd be through it in a couple hours. But yeah, it was a very good book. If you have a if you have a youngster at home, I would recommend it. And yes, uh, I did tear up a little at the end. No spoilers, 
But, uh, you know, it's an emotional, an emotional journey for this young rabbit. Even though he's not really a rabbit, he's a, a doll. But it's a good one. It's a good one. Uh, all right, we're, we're going to talk about taking vacation. We're going to talk about a few things we can do with Dad. We're going to talk about a lot of things. But first, we got to do this on WTMJ Nights. Station. You're listening to WTMJ Nights. On the other side of the news, would you ever want to go back to high school? Even if there was something you needed to learn? Very surprising story on that. We're also going to give you some Father's Day Things that you could do for dad if you don't already have plans. Some of you might go Father's Day. When's Father's Day? It's Sunday, so you might want to you might want to start. Uh, you know, even a call. That's really that's really all. Take we're gonna do that, and uh, we have a question from someone wondering if they are in fact. The jerk. So a lot to get to in the second hour of the broadcast. You can always jump in 855-616-1620. That's the old National Bank talk and text line. We'll get to all of that after the news, which comes right after this on WTMJ. The day is over, but the night has just begun. This is WTMJ Nights, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue. Here's your host, Brian Noonan. Welcome to hour number two of the big show. Glad you're here. 855-616-1620 is the old National Bank talk and text line. That's how you get a hold of us. If you call in, say hi to Sam. She is working hard, toiling over the hot board on the other side of the glass. Sam, did you enjoy your high school experience? Would you ever want to go back? You could not pay me money to go back, Brian. <laughs> we are on the same page. I, uh, yeah, I... I hated high school with a burning passion. Just, yeah, just, we'll, we'll just leave it at that. I was, uh, I did not enjoy myself. Uh, I loved college. I'd go back to college in a second. The reason I'm asking this is because a 28-year-old woman was just arrested after she enrolled in a high school in Louisiana. She and her mom forged all her documents. This is down near, this is down near New Orleans. Uh, she's accused of using a fake passport and birth certificate in order to pose as a 17-year-old student to attend high school in Louisiana. And no, she was not uh, making a remake of 21, 22, or 23 Jump Street. She, uh, she said she wanted to learn English. So her, she and her mother falsified her documents. They enrolled her at uh, Hanville High School in Boutte, uh, that's part of the St. Charles Parish Public School District. She was there for the 22-23 academic year. Uh, she was, yes, an adult woman. So they conducted an internal investigation, not of her, but of the uh, of the district, then uh, alerted the sheriff's office, and they arrested her the other day. She was She was in high school for a year before they arrested her as a 28-year-old woman. Now, this is why I don't work at the carnival, because I would imagine you should be able to to tell, right? You know, I look my for reference. My daughter is twenty six. I look at I look at her now, and I look at pictures of when she was in high school. She looks similar, but she does, you know, she does look older. So I, I'm I'm shocked that nobody went. Boy, uh, Brenda here, is she, you sure you're 17? Yes. Now, it's probably easier for a guy, you know, if a, a guy with a full beard at 28 sitting there. Maybe not, though. So who knows? Uh, from the 773, if I could do high school again, I would definitely do it. Here's the catch. You don't get to do it as with all you know now. Like, to go, to go with the knowledge you have as an adult... That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about going back and repeating as a 13-year-old goofball, trying to then navigate uh, all the social pressures, the academic pressures, the peer pressures, uh, your own hormones racing. And to be quite honest, high school nowadays, if you thought, like, I feel bad uh, bringing this up again, Sam, when you said you were at your kitchen table crying because you were trying to do math, high school now is so anxiety filled for these kids it's insane 
because of all the pressure that's put on them to, you know, to get into the right college. You got to get into the right college. Oh, you don't have enough extracurriculars. Your grades aren't good enough. You didn't take enough honors classes, blah, 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 blah. No, thanks. I would never go back. Never. Um, so Tuesday, the woman and her 46-year-old mother uh, were both arrested and charged with injuring public records stemming from the alleged falsification of documents. Uh, detectives discovered during the investigation that the woman used fraudulent passport and birth certificates to enroll uh, her daughter last June. During that time, the woman was not involved in extracurricular activities and faced no disciplinary issues. Um, the school district said that while its current enrollment procedures align with Louisiana law, it plans to review and update its process of authenticating enrollment documents. In the meantime, now they're going, now they're like, well, we better check. Maybe we got a lot of old people going to high school here. So now they're going to go through all the enrollment documents of every student in the district to make sure those are correct. But there's got to be an easier way to learn English than enrolling in high school. It doesn't say where the mom and the daughter are from uh and they didn't give their names because these are misdemeanors but just the thought of having to at 28 having to get up every day and go and pretend that you're 17 so that you can be in high school and have to deal with the mean girls and the uh, the jocks and all, all the horrors that we endured in high school I'm wondering, this is all right. This is a question, not just for the texter. This is for everybody who thinks they would want to go back to high school. Because I had this, I had this debate with my buddy a couple days ago. He was telling me that he had gone to his high school reunion. Now, have you been out of high school long enough to have a reunion, Sam? And I don't mean that snarky. No, actually, uh, I think it's only been six years now. Oh, don't tell me that. All right, that's that's still a long time though. That makes me feel a little old. I'm not gonna lie. Does it? It makes you feel old, really? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm not. Listen, I'm not here to discount your feelings. If you feel old, having been out of high school for six years, uh, I think now, as everybody who's listening, as we all pick our jaws back up and uh, roll our eyes back in our head, <laughs> we will allow Sam a moment of silence to to weep for her lost youth. Um, you know. I'm trying to get out of the chair without making a lot of noises, but yeah, I get it. You feel old. Uh, do you, do you anticipate it? And I'm wondering, be, just based on your answer before, if you would go back, do you plan on going to reunions? No, I do not. Okay. Now I have never gone to a reunion either. And I've been out of high school eight years. So I really feel old. <laughs> um, eight years and then you can multiply by X and that's where you'll, you'll end up. But anyway, I I've never gone to reunion and he has gone to all his reunions. And this is, this is what I want to know from you. If you've gone, is it because you had a really good time in high school? Because that's my contention. He was prom King. He was involved in student council. He was, you know, he was very popular during high school maybe he's hanging on to some glory days from the past. I don't know. He's not Bruce Springsteen. I can't really say, but I think if you, if you really enjoyed high school, that's why you go back. If you didn't have a great time in high school, there's absolutely no reason to go to a reunion. Have you gone to a reunion? Did it live up to what you thought it was going to be? Or were you as miserable as I think, well, as I think you might be, and as I know I would be. You know, there's people, there's people from high school that I, you know, I'm connected to on Facebook, and that's plenty. That's the only, that's really the most superficial connection you can have, and that's really all I need. I, there's, I don't talk to anybody that I went to high school with. I have a lot of friends from college, and I have friends from before, like from grade school and stuff. But those four years are like a uh, a black hole where my life was just. <laughs> so I I can't imagine getting dressed up because after let's be honest after the first minute of like hey how have you been in the last thirty years, what have you been up to? Do you really care what people have been up to for the last thirty years? Can't you just go on their Facebook feed and go oh they've got eight kids and you know they put in a pool and that's nice oh look they went to Acapulco that was terrific nobody goes to Acapulco anymore that's a nineteen sixty vacation destination but you know what I mean 
it just uh, it the whole thing just seems very uh very odd to me you know i would i would much rather just i don't know go out to dinner with some friends than go back and have to relive the horrors of high school <laughs> and and have to pretend oh this was so great wasn't it do you remember me no i have absolutely zero rec recollection of you your face or the time we spent together well now that i've cheered everybody up uh, you know, feel free to jump in with your own your own theories and stories. We got a lot to get to. We'll do it after this. Yeah, now we're back. Apologize, a little technical difficulty, but we we worked it out. Don't ask me how, but uh, between Sam and myself, it's all set. Everything's good. Uh, we're back. Somebody texting in. Sounded like I was doing the show from my swimming pool. First of all, thanks for thinking I uh, have a swimming pool. I'm, I'm flattered that you think I'm living that kind of high life, that I have a swimming pool, uh, whether in ground, above ground. I do have an inflatable kiddie pool that I use for uh, my daughter's dog when he comes over and it's very hot. But uh, that's not. Uh, we were talking about all kinds of things. We were talking about reunions and this woman who went back to high school to uh, learn English getting arrested because she falsified documents and how neither Sam nor myself would want to go back to high school. Jeff texts in, I went to two reunions, skipped the last two because there were no women going from whom I wanted to try and get digits. Oh, you're a player. Uh, there was a guy there with whom I used to get into fights. If I attend my next one, there's a very good chance it will, it will be in a Don Johnson, in Don Johnson wannabe attire. I don't know what that means. I guess he'll be wearing, he'll be wearing some sort of uh, pastel suit. All right, if you're looking for some things to do with your dad over the Father's Day holiday weekend, here's a few things around Milwaukee that you could do. Uh, there are a lot of beer gardens popping up. Uh, all the beer gardens in Milwaukee are open for business. Uh, there's also a traveling beer garden, which is stopping at Cooper Park all weekend from the 14th. So that's from yesterday until the 25th. Big day if your dad is a Brewers fan. This is a good Sunday to take your dad to the game. The Pirates are in town. First pitch is at 110. If you're not going to the game, maybe you and your dad sitting out in the backyard playing bags, horseshoes, just uh, sharing a beverage or something. You can listen to it, of course, here on WTMJ. But uh, the first 10,000 fans, age 21 and older, are getting a, a Brewers bucket hat. And since Father's Day is a Sunday, you can take Dad to the ball game under the Brewers Sunday Fun Day Bundle promotion. So, save what Dad isn't going to be happy that their children found a way to save money and still give them something. Um, oh, see, Pete says he thought there were no uh, reunions in Nitopia, Nitopolis, uh, Nitopia. Yes, you missed it, Sam. We set up our own uh, micronation the other night. And I can't remember if that was one of the uh, laws, but Pete, you're, we're going to put that on the books. So you can take your dad to the Brewers game. You can take your dad to the races. The NTT IndyCar Series Grand Prix is going to be at Road America in Elkhart Lake. Uh, it's all it's four days. There's also a Midwest Tours Father's Day 100. It's a series for super late model racers. I don't know if that's the cars or the uh, the drivers. If they are aged as well, that would be even more fun. Dads can get in uh, to the zoo for free. What dad doesn't like to go wander around the zoo? Watch the monkeys do what monkeys do at the zoo. And one parent per group can get free admission at the Milwaukee Public Museum. So how much fun is that? And then you can take your dad on a boat to, um, to along the river, on the Edelweiss boats or the uh, paddle boats in Veterans Park Lagoon. So a lot of things you can do with your dad or you can just say hey dad what do you want to do or here's something you can do do something without asking if you if you know your dad needs you know to cut the grass something like that oh dads would love that unless your dad is very persnickety about how uh there's a word you haven't heard in a while about how he likes his lawn done like i would i would love it if <laughs> i've been cutting grass for a lot of years if one day I came home and my daughter had done the lawn, first of all, I don't know if she knows how to even start the lawnmower. She never cut the grass. But, uh, you know, between that and picking up after the dogs, that would be, oh, that would be Father's Day. Father's Day delight. See, I don't need, I don't need a lot. I just need, uh, 
I just need so, a few little things to get done. Um, I'm not going to be going on vacation because like mo most Americans, we are not using the vacation days that we get. I am not a fan of that. I encourage everyone to use your vacation days. That is why your employer gave them to you. Now, I know you're going to say all sorts of things. Brian, it's a, it's a different uh, work environment. We have to stay. I've got, you know, I'm worried about my job. Well, I, I get all of that. But at some point, you have to look after yourself or you're not going to be any good to your employer. Uh, the head of global PR for Expedia described vacation deprivation as the physical, mental, and emotional condition that results from not taking enough or feeling like you've not taken enough vacation. Uh, because of the rise of remote work, a lot of people have been, uh, you know, you may take off a day or two, but most travelers still feel vacation deprived. And experts are saying it's up to the bosses to nudge their people to take some time off. 63% of U.S. respondents uh, to this uh, recent survey reported feeling vacation deprived. That's up from last year. Uh, they surveyed more than uh, almost 15,000 people between February and March. Uh, vacation deprivation overall is at a 10-year high. Respondents in the U.S. took less time off than those in any other country. What do, what do they know that we don't? Well, we know we got to chase that dollar. Uh, 11 annual vacation days on average in 2022 for U.S. workers, that's eight and a half days less than the global average. And that's not, you know, calling in sick or taking a quote-unquote mental health day. That's taking, taking a vacation to go away and unplug and not, not do anything with your, with your phone, not do anything with your work computer. You just go. Um, not to interrupt, Brian, but I'm about to do that. Where are you going, Wyatt? I am going to the Badlands. You can't email me there even if you wanted to. I love the Badlands. That is, are you, you're driving, I, I assume. Yes, I'm going with my partner and a couple of our friends, and we're going to drive, and it's going to be, we're going to camp. It'll be fun. It's, well, see, you're doing the right thing. You are, are you going to stop at Wall Drugs? I don't know. Have you know. ever heard of Wall Drugs? I have never, I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm not familiar. Okay, well, oh, so you haven't been out this way before. No. Don't worry. Uh, you are going to see, and this is a uh, this is a cautious estimate, uh, 1,512 billboards for wall drugs. All along, as you're going through the Dakotas to get to the Badlands, you're going to see wall drugs. And it is every bit the tourist trap that you think it would be. But stop for gas. They give free water. That's their big thing. Free, free cold water. If you, if you guys are feeling a little thirsty on the way out there. But uh, have a great time. That'll be fun. Well, now you can't go to the Badlands for the next few minutes at least because we are going to the WTMJ 24-hour breaking news center. And that's where Wyatt is not only going to deliver the news, but dream of his vacation. Brian Noonan, WTMJ Nights. Connie uh, weighing in on wall drugs. Saying, I've been to Wall Drugs. If you go to the Dells and want the feel of complete tourist attractions, then walk downtown and visit one of the many tourist attractions like Top, top Secret Upside Down House. Ooh, that sounds... <laughs> All right. That's, that, the Dells, to me, sound like a couple of years ago. Well, no, it was, boy, it was more than that. It was, right, it was the summer before um, my daughter went to college. We went down to Gatlinburg and... I, rented a cabin in the mountains and stuff. But Gatlinburg is the same way. Gatlinburg is a town that is built for tourism. And the the downtown is just all these little, you know, there's, first of all, there's, you know, a million fudge shops and ice cream parlors. But then there's, you know, all the little crazy tourist things. And then just outside of the downtown strip, there's all the water parks and go-karts and all that kind of stuff. You know, the, the things people like to do. I got, I have no problem because a lot of pay, people with kids, they only get a couple weeks off, if that. And if if one of them is doing something that you can relax and the kids can have fun, whatever it is, I, I'm a big proponent of just getting out of town for a couple days if you could do it. But um, so don't worry, Sam, you got plenty of time. 
plenty of time to travel. Uh, I would say be careful if you're going to Florida for a number of reasons, uh, but the latest is uh, bears are in the water. A lot of times you think of the ocean, you think of sharks, you think of, uh, you know, I don't know, maybe you think of piranhas. If you're swimming in the Amazon, I don't know why you would think of piranhas. But rarely, when you go to the beach in Florida, do you think of bears. That's something I would worry about if I was up in the North Woods and I hadn't closed my garbage can or if I was down in the Smokies. But no, bears, bears are moving around. Florida beachgoers the other day didn't expect to hear some kids screaming, it's a bear. And yes, a bear was spotted splashing around in the Gulf of Mexico. Then it ran up to the shore uh, in Destin, which is in uh, the Panhandle. Panhandle, I, I don't count the Panhandle as Florida, but I, you know, I didn't draw the map. But anyway, it was in Destin, maybe down there for, you know, summer vacation. According to a witness, uh, we had been watching him several minutes come in from out pretty far. One man was just a few feet away from the bear as it started to swim up and shake the water off its fur. Nobody knows exactly where the where the bears came from. Uh, it was seen floating in the water that it just drifted to shore. And uh, the beach was crowded. The video showed all these people just on the beach, and here comes this bear. Nobody knows. The experts can't figure out where the bear came from or where the bear went. So the bear may have been you know, just uh, an illusion. I don't think so. But it's weird. It's weird. So be careful if you're going in the water. That would, that would freak me out. I've, you know, I like going in the ocean. I don't worry about fish and stuff. But now, did you see this story on the East Coast where the orcas, uh, one orca got hit by a boat. The rudder hit this orca, and then the other orcas went, and they were knocking the rudders off these other boats. Just crazy killer whales running around. And then you got sharks all the time. This is why this is why you don't leave. Um, all right, a lot a lot more uh, recommendations coming in for the Dells. I may have to go up there for a weekend. Uh, Larry says, Brian, I grew up near the Dells and worked there. If you go, you must go to Monk's Bar for a burger. That is being echoed by the two six two as well. Go to Monk's for burgers in the Dell. Uh, take the original Ducks and the Upper Dells boat uh, trips are the best. All right, I'm gonna have to, because we've been looking for something to do. You know, we don't want we don't want to go on a big trip. Because we're, you know, saving up for Alaska. Um, but yeah, the Dells might be nice. I'm not a water park guy, though. I can go up there and have fun with it. I don't need a water. I don't need to be a water park guy to enjoy the Dells, do I, Sam? No, definitely not. I think you kind of hit it on the nose with the Gatlinburg vibe. I, I went to Gatlinburg as well. Actually, that's one of the few places I've been. And I think they're, <laughs> yeah, I think that that's a similar vibe for sure. Yeah, it's, you know what? Those kind of tourist towns are fun. It's I wouldn't want to go there for every vacation to one of those kind of places, but I don't mind going around. You wander around in Gatlinburg. They got the moonshine factory. Like, oh, all right, I'll go in and sample some moonshine. You know, uh, you know, walking around. Who doesn't like a little fudge? We went to uh, two years ago. We went to a wedding in Estes Park, Colorado. Beautiful, just a gorgeous place. But downtown Estes Park is the same way. There's fudge shops and all the shops to get sweatshirts and, you know, it's just all the stuff because if you turn around, there's the Rocky Mountain National Park. So you're there for other stuff, but you got to stay somewhere. So if you stay in town, hey, they got you. There's, you know, a million restaurants and gift shops and everything else. And those kind of, those kind of towns are fun. Uh, all right, let's do this. We'll take a quick break. Then we'll come back and wrap things up before we head out of here. After the 8 o'clock news, of course, it's Brewers Weekly with Tom Catronio. We'll be back in just a sec. It's WTMJ Nights. Yes, you are, Brian Newton, for a few more minutes anyway. And then it'll be Brewers Weekly on the other side of the news. Don't forget, if you're looking for something to do with your dad, the Brewers are playing the Pirates, who are surprisingly good this year. Uh, on Sunday, you may be able to... Uh, do a little something with dad then i am uh, about to grab some dinner so i was i i don't usually like eating late and then i saw this uh this story and it talks about the worst foods to eat before you go to bed so thankfully i will be uh, staying up a little bit um 
So they say before you go to bed, you shouldn't eat dairy, alcohol, spicy food, and sugary and salty snacks. That, that kind of leaves out everything. If it's not dairy, alcohol, spicy food, sugary, and spicy or salty snacks, what should you eat? Well, you should eat peanut butter, fruit, Greek yogurt, vegetables, or dark chocolate. I don't know why. Uh, I used to eat. I used to eat late all the time. Again, because of because of my crazy schedule, I was always eating late. And then I realized, uh, I don't know, probably not the best. So, all right, Sam. Listen, now you're here till what? Four or five in the morning. Oh, no, not that late. Just around one normally. <laughs> Just around one. That is like, do you eat before you go home or do you eat uh, Do you eat at a regular time? You don't eat at one in the morning, do you? I I do. I, I, tr- I do. And it's bad. I know. <laughs> no. Listen, here's the thing. What's good for what's what's bad for somebody of advanced years is that's what being in your 20s is for, to do that kind of but stuff. But I don't have that metabolism. My boyfriend does, but I don't. So it really doesn't even out well. It's not fair in my house. <laughs> <laughs> You'll just have to start sprinkling some protein or weight gain powder on his stuff and just tell him, oh, I, I thought you were trying crazy. to get all swole. <laughs> that would be crazy. All right, listen, we got to get out of here. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being part of the program. Sam, always a pleasure. Dominic Catronio comes your way after the news with Brewers Weekly. Have a wonderful night. News is next on WTMJ.